0: Uh, Acts 2, 42 to 47, fellowship of believers. They devoted themselves to the apostles teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together, And had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enduring the favour of all the people. And the Lord Added to their number daily, those who were being saved.
1: So the recipe for making church. And I think the essential ingredients can be found in the first verse. We're gonna see the first verse on the screen, hopefully. Maybe, yeah, oh, there we go. So they devoted themselves to the apostles teaching to fellowship breaking bread and to prayer these were the essential ingredients then if we read on we what hear what happened when they did those things they mixed them together well and many signs and wonders were performed which authenticated what the apostles were teaching them the believers had everything in common we'll come back to that later they had every they gave to everyone who had a need they met together daily they broke bread together in each other's homes and they ate together with grateful hearts praising God and then the icing on the cake and I'm glad that John expressed it as like he did the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved wowzers now one of the things that happened in COVID I think there's going to be a picture that will have a little community kind of all linked together I think one of the things that happened was we remembered to look out for each other. We remembered how important everybody, our key workers were, especially how much our NHS staff put themselves at risk. It really did feel like at points that communities were doing the whole of life together. We were interested in what everybody, how everybody was doing. We were together even though we had to live apart. You may well have done things as a church and as individuals to su- support your local community because it's not new to us as church to know that we need to look out for one another. After that command of loving God, Jesus commanded us to love our neighbor as ourselves. We get that. We know that. I think there's a funny little st- um, picture I've got there that says, there's a billboard that was up in America. It says, That love thy neighbour thing, I meant that, God. I think that's quite good. And what this pandemic has reminded us is that it's really important to do that. That it's not, we mustn't just focus on who we are within these walls, but who we are outside of them also. That first church did the whole of life together to the point that possessions were sold to make sure no one went without. Church wasn't something that they did, it was who they were. Now, I'm pretty sure I'm preaching to the converted here when I say it's the reminder that church isn't the building, it's the people within it. It's not just who we are on a Sunday morning when we're gathered together, even in this strange new way, but who we are from Monday to Saturday as well. Verse 42 um, says, it begins with, they devoted now, devoting is devotion is such a powerful and challenging word. Devotion takes effort. It takes personal sacrifice. Ask any married couple. Or a sports person, perhaps, slightly less controversial, maybe. To be the best in your sport, you have to be devoted. You have to get up at 5 a.m. and hit that gym. So that means you can't stay up watch a film late at night because your body needs rest and that's probably one of the little sacrifices that they have to make. Jesus makes it abundantly clear that to follow him will take personal sacrifice. He warns his disciples doesn't he whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves take up their cross and follow me for whoever wants to save their life will lose it but whoever loses their life for me will find it. We need to hear that promise in there. Whoever loses their life for me will find it. I can testify, and I'm sure Laurie can too, that actually when you live in your calling, there's no more greater feeling than being alive when you've found what your calling is, however tough and difficult it may be. So what's clear from the passage is that these early followers, they devoted, they weaved the whole of their, there's a weaving picture to come up. Uh, they weaved the whole of their faith through their whole lives, lives that stemmed from that devotion to God. And then the four ingredients came from it. The whole life was weaved through their worship of God. They didn't just meet together in the temple courts to worship. They broke bread together in their homes. They sold their belongings. There wasn't one aspect of their life that wasn't affected by their commitment to God and to each other. Now, I've got a nice picture of a cake to come up on the screen just because I didn't think I'd make you all hungry enough with the ones before. Now, when you add all the ingredients together for a cake, you can't really taste like the baking powder and things unless you're a bit like me, and you put too much in. But you can't really taste them because actually they all just make each other up. They balance out the flavours. And so with these essential ingredients of making a church or disciples, all has to be added in good measure. Otherwise, the elements of the cake wouldn't happen and you wouldn't get this nice little rise where they all sit beautifully together and then the icing that goes over the top, where more will be added and be saved. The wonderful thing about all four ingredients, especially for us at the moment, when it feels like church has really been turned on its head, is that they're all things that can happen today with a little bit of creativity. Some might look different to how they did before, but they can still happen. And we've actually been forced to think about things, to think about how important it is to do things and been reminded of the value that it it has and to be devoted to it. When churches had signs up like this, um, it was really hard for us. Ministers were turned into YouTube stars or Zoom hosts. Suddenly a whole new level of commitment was expected from congregations because would anybody really notice if you hadn't dialed in or tuned in that week? Fellowship took new effort because we couldn't just catch up with each other over a cup of tea after the service. We needed to pick up the phone or write to each other. When we were allowed to start visiting, perhaps we even had to grab our camping chairs and go and sit in each other's gardens. Breaking bread together suddenly relied on us focusing on the unity of the spirit with us rather than physically being able to share one loaf together prayer was searched by many more and more up and down the country and suddenly the excuse of many Christians of there's just not enough time to pray wasn't there anymore and was just an excuse. Now here's a question and Steve's not allowed to answer this one either because he's done some research. How many Baptists does it take to change a light bulb? Now, the answer is this team might have a different one but at least 15. One to change the light bulb and three to make the rest of committees to decide who how we're going to change it and who's going to bring the potato salad. Now I know that's a little bit cheeky and not quite true and I'm sure you guys are way better at change than some churches um, but and it's not just baptist churches that kind of don't do changes it it's one of those things that we all like that comfy pair of slippers don't we for a reason But we've had to change this year, whether we like it or not. Things have had to happen. And one of the things I've really grieved is being fellowship, of being feeling physically united with my brothers and sisters in Christ. Here's some pictures of some illustrations of some things that I've done. So I've had to make more phone calls to my church fellowship. I only have one that's that tiny um, and he wouldn't talk to me on the phone, but... I've had to make phone calls, I've gone for walks, I've gone and had coffee in the garden. I've put in, I've put in effort anyway, but I've had to put in more effort and the church as a family have had to make more effort to stay in touch with each other because we've been starkly reminded how much we need each other as community to be able to love and serve our wider community. The challenge is that as life begins to pick up the pace that we remember what really matters what the essential ingredients are for being church, of being a follower of Christ. There's the foundation of our love for God. And from that, we have the heart, and with all our heart, mind, and soul. And then from that, we have our devotion to the scripture, to the fellowship, to breaking bread, and to prayer. And then as we naturally do that well together, we will love our neighbours and serve them, and they will come to be added to our number through the Spirit. They were together in all things, that first church in Acts. Some, it doesn't say some gathered at the church, the, the temple, some sold their possessions, some ate with each other in their homes. It says they were together in all things and had everything in common. Now, I don't think for one minute that they didn't disagree with one another because from time to time they would have done. Because let's face it, they're human, but their roots were in the love of God. And so therefore their devotion and fellowship meant that they focused on what God wanted rather than what they wanted. We all know that this is not where the New Testament stops, that letters were written to early churches to remind them of how important it was to be united. Paul wrote to that church at Corinth, didn't he, with the image that we use quite often to talk about church being the body, that all parts are just as important as each other. When we think about our own physical body, we realise just how important that is. If you think about, particularly recently, if you've had a little paper cut or a little cut on your hand, when you put that hand sanitizer on man does it sting so we 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 know that actually our whole body so therefore we need to remember that actually as a church a whole body matters every single person is vital and valuable to the church we need to see as individuals how, not only how valuable everybody else is but how valuable we are to them too that it matters that we're committed and devoted to them What it might look like will be different for each of us because we're not all hands. Some of us will be feet on the ground doing the day-to-day jobs. Some of us will be the backbone where we intercede and pray for the fellowship. Each of us is valuable and just as important as each other. As Baptists, we get a little bit of a head start on this, I think, because of the value that we put on being members and our membership meetings where we discern the mind of Christ together. And you've done that very beautifully this week. And please don't think I'm saying that if you're having to stay at home and tune in on Zoom, that I'm saying you should be here because that's not what I'm saying. The fact that you're tuning in is you being here. The challenge is for us to remember to try and think how we can in this really strange time be devoted to Scripture be devoted to fellowship, be devoted to breaking bread, and be devoted to prayer. When we can't so easily be together, it's really important that for each of us, we think how we can do that. For some of us, we might not be able to leave our homes, but maybe we can pray more fervently. We can write letters of encouragement. For those of us that are able to gather here, perhaps we need to make sure we phone those that can't be here and say, what did you think of her this morning? She was a bit, you know, whatever. You can say what you like once I'm gone. Please be nice while I'm here. But, you know, actually encourage each other and say, it was lovely to see you were waving at each other with the people from Zoom. And that's great. Encourage each other. I want to encourage you this week to think there should be a slide that's got the four pictures hopefully to illustrate. Oh, that's the together in all things. next one I think is, there we go the four things that they devoted themselves to. So this week, I encourage you to think for yourself, what does it mean to be devoted to scripture? When was the last time you picked up your Bible? What does it mean to be devoted to the fellowship? Are there people you need to give a call to that you haven't spoken to for a few months because you haven't seen each other? Or perhaps you need to write a letter of encouragement to your church leadership team, because believe me, they'll be struggling in all of this but maybe you need to find out what it means to have somebody in your garden to break breads together because actually they haven't physically been able to be here for communion. Perhaps you could do that in their garden at a safe distance where you have your own bowl and your own juice or wine, whatever you feel comfortable with. Maybe you need to think about what prayer looks, being devoted to prayer looks like. I know for me that is a quite a challenge of Actually, am I devoted to prayer or is it something I've fit in when I can be bothered or when I've got five minutes? Am I devoted to prayer? And what might that look like for me as an individual and for us as a church? Because together we are stronger and God will bless us for it. Because as that psalm beautifully reminded us as we begun, that the unity of God's people is a beautiful, life-giving thing. Let me pray for us before we listen to another song. Loving Father God, inspiring Son and equipping Spirit, as your followers, we thank you for the gift of community, for the way that you created us to need one another. Help all of us to find what our place is within your body of this church. In this difficult time, we pray for unity, for inspiration to find ways to stay connected and united, even when we have to stay apart. We thank you for the gift of the Spirit that is in each and every one of us that unites us with you, whether we're together or distance. Lord, will you bless this fellowship here at Fivehead as they enter a new chapter in this church's life. May they find unity in mind and spirit that causes them to fulfill what you have called them to do in this place. To reach out with, to this community with your love, grace and peace. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.